0: It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast. With interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe D'Armond. Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. And eventually, we are going to reach the point where there is not Missouri basketball news every single day. But we're not there yet. So, we again are talking Mizzou basketball this week. Brian Austin here with me, Gabe D.Armond. On the phone, Eric Bossey, Rivals.com, National Director of Basketball Recruiting. Bossy, did I come close to getting that title right?
1: Yeah, it's close enough. I'll take it. All right.
0: Good deal. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll just call you the guru from now on. Uh, so about a month ago, we had Dennis Dodd on this podcast uh, before Missouri actually even officially started their coaching search, and we kind of asked him what the national view of Missouri basketball is, and he said, I don't know. They're, they're just not good enough to be relevant. Nobody cares. That that seems to have changed here in the last month or so, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, you hire a new coach, you get Michael Porter. Now you got all kinds of big time kids talking about taking visits. You know, with Kevin Knox coming in, you've got the excitement of Jeremiah Tillman being an option, perhaps. You know, you've got Jonte Porter, you've got Blake Harris, another rivals one hundred and fifty guy. You know, there's a there. Shaking some stuff up. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, no question. Uh, I I guess I know that that you uh, have have followed Conzo, know him a little bit over the years. Just before all this stuff happened, what was your initial impression of Missouri's hire?
1: You know, I I thought it was a pretty good hire from the from the get go. Just um, you know, I thought he's a guy who's knows the landscape pretty well in the area. His has been in the SEC as a head coach and, you know, had some success in the SEC as a head coach and who has recruited guys coast to coast. And I think as a guy that's very relatable for kids that he's trying to recruit. So, you know, I thought it was going to be a pretty good hire, but I think that nobody could have seen the, the level of excitement that they get. Cause you know, let's face it, whether or not they get all these kids is one thing. And if they get them all, it's going to be incredible. What they've done in a short period of time, but just to uh, the level of exposure Missouri is getting with people talking about them right now, yeah. is you know got to be worth at least at least close to the one of the years of the salary that they're paying him before he's even started the job.
2: Hey Eric, um, the assistants got named the other day: Chris Hollander, um, a, a Cornell Man, Cornell Man, and uh, Michael Porter Sr. Obviously, I just from your experience um working in the basketball world what do you know about those guys well you know I, i've known mike senior for a while i think
1: we we know what he brings to the table mm-hmm. and you know, you hope that it's more than just his sons with things you know hopefully he can help out maybe in kansas city or some of the other places a little bit from being out and about and around on the EYBL circuit as his sons have played on it and he also did some coaching on it before taking an assistant job at washington um you know, the other guys are two guys that I actually really don't know personally at all, other than having just said hi to them on mm-hmm. a couple occasions. So I can't really speak to them on an individual level. I can only more talk their their reputations. Um, Mann is pretty well known. He's known for being really strong in Detroit. I think he was a pretty valued assistant for Fred Hoiberg while he was at Iowa State and had a really good reputation inside the Big 12. Pollander. Um, is a little bit more of a mystery to me. You know, to, to, to be totally frank, I really don't know much about him.
0: All right, Eric, let's dive into kind of these individual situations. Um, obviously, Michael Porter got the ball rolling. We, we, we've we talked a lot about him. You covered him up in Chicago and everything. But I, I guess we'll start uh, with Kevin Knox. I mean, I, I first heard about this. And I wouldn't even put it on our message board. I said, This is dumb. I'm not gonna look stupid and say Kevin Knox might visit Missouri. That doesn't make sense. And now, like three weeks later, um, they've they're a legitimate player here, right? Absolutely.
1: They're they're definitely a player. And, you know, I, I don't think the other schools involved are very happy about it. Yeah. You know, they've been they've been recruiting that kid pretty hard for two years now. And all of a sudden, you know, when he's supposed to be a couple of weeks away from making a decision, he's taking this visit to Missouri. And I don't think it's a visit, just a visit. Now, does that mean they're going to get him? No. But they're definitely in the mix, and this isn't just a vis- visit to go hang out with his boys. He's He's been hanging out, you know, he'll be hanging out with Michael Porter Jr. for three weeks yeah. <laughs> without the visit. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. And obviously, if it happens now, you've got – two big-time difference makers coming in together who can play together because I think, um, you know, everyone plays small now. You can easily play a Kevin Knox at the four or a Michael Porter at the four or rotate them between the three and four, however you want to do it. You know, they're both tall. They can both rebound. Um, they're both pretty athletic. It, w- it would be something else. It would certainly be, you know, a-, a score that nobody saw coming a few weeks ago. You know, even even last week at McDonald's, we sat down with Kevin and I asked him about it off, off camera. Like, hey, dude, I know about the Missouri rumors. You can see he was a little surprised that anyone even knew about it. I'm like, is this something you're ready to talk about, or mm-hmm. is this something that is serious yet? And he's like, No, I, I really don't want to talk about that yet. I don't know if it's anything serious yet. And then within three or four days, hey, everybody, I'm visiting Missouri. Right. So it's 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 come together quickly and. It certainly doesn't hurt to have a chance for your best player and best incoming recruit to be spending the better part of three weeks straight with a guy and having one of your assistant coaches being there watching all that stuff and presumably being around the parents.
0: Yeah, and and I guess I, I want to play the role of cynic here. I, I mean, tell me the, the draw for Kevin Knox. Like Missouri jumps in and in three weeks can get him on campus – Look, Michael Porter Jr. is one hell of a player, and maybe these guys have been best friends forever. I don't know. But explain to me what you understand the draw here is for the Knox family. Um, The draw is nobody really knows just yet. <laughs> um, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's to be determined. There's been no, hey, he's visiting because they've had some great relationship with Zoe and Cal just wasn't an option or any of that. It's just – it's come on pretty quick, and I, I think, I think it looks to be Michael Porter Jr. driven at, at a base level, and now Conzo is getting a chance to kind of sell himself and who he is, you know. So, so we'll see. Um, there's a lot of excitement there right now. They do seem to be a legitimate player, you know. A place like Duke has a track record of. Year after year of guys who play the exact same way as Kevin Knox being extremely high draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know it's got to be Jason Tatum this year. You've had Brandon Ingram, you've had Jabari Parker, you've had Justice Winslow, you've had all these guys. You know, and, and thinking of Duke as a pers- perhaps a presumed leader. You know, North Carolina, Kentucky, those places, their tradition and what they do yeah. in the draft speaks for itself. So you know, certainly, you know, we've got a based on the past few years at least we've definitely got a you know one of these teams is not like the other (laughs) situation going on here but i it's it's all happened so quickly at least i know i personally haven't had a chance to sit down and say kevin hey kevin why missouri all of a sudden in the mix what is it about them that makes them attractive to you You know we just don't know that yet Mm
2: -hmm. so so Knox visiting this week and we talked about it and uh Harris is as well. Just kind of maybe break down their games. Why why they're ranked where they're at in the in the rivals one hundred and fifty. Sure. Um, Harris is. A, let's start with Blake Harris,
1: the lower ranked one. He's ranked in kind of the bottom part of the one hundred and fifty. I, I believe number one hundred and forty one off the top mm-hmm. of my head, um, or one hundred and forty two, somewhere in that range. He's athletic. He's got pretty decent size at a point, six one, maybe six two. Um, very clever. He's also a little bit on the wild side. You know, it's. He's been a little turnover prone, or he's one of those guys who has a to use it to use a bad sports cliche. You know, he tries to hit a grand slam on every play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's you know high risk high reward mm-hmm. type guy. And I think the bigger concern with him is is you know frankly, the guy has bounced around. You know, he's transferred high school so many times that he's the only guy I know of who has left a school and then come back and done so at two different schools. Wow. So. You don't, you don't see that very often. So, you know, I'm, I'm always as an evaluator a little leery about someone who's never seemed to be in a very stable situation. Cause you wonder, okay, if he couldn't be stable in high school, how's he supposed to be stable in a structured college environment? But he's very talented. He's one of those guys that if he settles down and settles in and buys in, he's got the talent to outplay a ranking, but as an evaluator, you're you're a little nervous about it when it comes to ranking him cuz it's it's hard to it's hard to trust what he's going to be but hopefully you know he's you know we're all immature teenagers sometimes and maybe you know he just needs a little bit of guidance we'll have to see now Knox he's a he's I would call him a combo forward I wouldn't call him a pure wing he's a he's a, a 43 combo forward who has developed into a pretty good jump shooter from three point range he's a very good rebounder um Still a little bit more on the lean side, but he's he's not skinny or weak by any means, and he's he's got a toughness about him. And when you can do all that stuff at, at pushing six foot nine, it makes you an elite prospect. Mm-hmm. But I think what I really love and have always loved about his game is his ability to rebound the ball against bigger guys and get in there and fight a little bit. And that he's you know gone from a guy who primarily primarily scores in transition and in the post to someone who's a legitimate threat from the outside.
0: We talked about Knox's list. Blake Harris, uh, I, I know that Corey Evans just tweeted out UConn and Georgia Tech are going to be in his house. He visited NC State. I Kind of the word on the street seems to be and might be Missouri and Michigan State uh, kind of at the top. Is that your take on it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, my personal feel, and, and I could be wrong on this, I think it's kind of Missouri at the top and really no one else, and the rest seems to be window dressing mm-hmm. right now. Um, I think he seems, when he committed to Washington to begin with, a lot of that was wanting to play with Porter. And I, and I think that, you know, you got to go and take some looks around to make sure that you're happy with somewhere. But I really feel like Missouri is going to be tough to beat on this one if they really want to pull the trigger on him.
2: Just uh, – I know it's, it's still kind of a long shot probably, but if Missouri is able to get the class of Roberts, Harris, Porter, Knox, and Tillman, where, I mean, where is that going to bring them in? I mean, i got to imagine that's a top five class, top three class in the country.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we got to see where do do the Trayvon Duvall's and the Muhammad Bombas Mm and some of these guys end up because, you know, certainly that could have a big impact on things. But, yeah, you get all those guys, you're absolutely going to be in a conversation for a top five class. All
0: right, uh, Tillman, ass out yesterday. um, I had kind of thought that ship had sailed. I, I mean, it seemed like, okay, it's kind of settled down. He tweets out he's going to stick with Illinois. Do you have any idea what really has happened there in the last week? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I know um, it's, a, it's it's a little amusing, but
1: I mean, it's with with Tillman. We're not just talking about a week process here. We're talking about a from the day he committed to Illinois process. This has been shaky, and you know, almost been a full time thing for the Illinois staff just just keeping just keeping Jeremiah Tillman on board. You know. What what high school is he gonna go to, you know, what what college is he gonna go to? These these have all been questions about him over the last couple of years, you know. Is he gonna do the work required in the classroom to qualify, which he seems to be on track there. You know, that's that's been a concern. So it's it's he's been you know, he's 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 been not an easy kid to keep committed and to recruit and but man, you gotta you gotta feel for Brad Underwood on a level. You get a, you get a new job, you go and you meet with the kid, he tells you hey i'm good and then he, then he tweets out his his initial confirmation of mm-hmm. his recommitment from so we've got a we've got a reconfirmation of a of a reconfirmation <laughs> of a commitment and then 2 days later he asked for his release and i think from what it sounds like it sounds like he probably asked asked for his release on tuesday maybe and just made it public yesterday so mm-hmm. you know i guess we got to see what happens you know I couldn't really blame Illinois if they wanted to play a little hardball here and at least hold this kid's feet to the fire for a little bit on on letting him out because he's kind of jerked them around a little bit through the process. But at the end of the day, the coach that he signed to play for is not there. And it's not because he's not there because of his own choice. It's not He's not there because you fired him. Right. So in today's day and age, they're going to have to give that kid his release at some point. It's just a matter of how bad they want to jerk him around. Because I think everyone knows, it's not a secret, that if, if he gets out, Missouri is going to be awfully tough to beat here. And there's all sorts of connections with Conzo Martin in East St. Louis and, and at East St. Louis High School. So it's a matter of, of what happens here. Now, Tillman as a player is, is an interesting deal because he's a guy that He's got the size. He's a pretty good athlete. He's got some instincts. He's got some tools to work with. But also, he's not gotten that much better in the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's someone who I think uh, is going to need a strong presence and is going to need someone to, to to kind of put a foot in his rear and and really motivate him. And that's kind of Zoe Martin's thing. So so <laughs> he's good for that. But you know, Michael Porter. Difference maker immediately. Kevin Knox, if you get him, should be a difference maker immediately. Tillman, you're not quite sure what you might get those first couple years. You know, I I think um, I look at a – this isn't a perfect comparison, but I look at a kid like Carlton Braggs on the floor floor struggles Mm
2: -hmm.
1: as a freshman and as a sophomore at, at Kansas. And I could see a kid like Tillman based off what we've seen up until now having some struggles like that where you can see it's not its not that he's not talented enough. It's just he just kind of loses his way on the floor sometimes in his mind. So it's going to be about really committing himself and getting serious about basketball once he gets on campus. And if he does that, then he can be a really good player. And you've got a guy to kind of anchor that back line and protect the rim. And now you can allow your guards to be a lot more aggressive with the pressure out on the perimeter.
0: We're talking with Eric Bossy, and Eric, you've known me for a long time now and I I kind of pride myself on like not being a homer, so I want to preface this question with that but when I you've watched Missouri basketball the last few years and when when I look at this roster like as it stands right now and frankly even if they get Kevin Knox, uh, it, the one thing they still don't have is a big guy and listening to you talk about Tillman, I mean my thought is Hey, with, with Porter, this is a team that okay, you're going to improve. You're going to be over 500. Maybe, maybe it's good enough to to compete for a tournament spot. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? But w- what they need is like I don't think they need a big guy who can come in and get you 18 and 10. If they could get a big guy that could come in and give them six and five, just to take, just to have something in the middle, because I think that's the one thing that even yeah. if they add Kevin Knox and Blake Harris, they still don't have.
1: Yeah, no, and I agree, and I, that's that's what I think the key is. I think it's all about adjustment or setting expectation levels. Could Jeremiah Tillman come in and be a 12-8 and eight guy as a freshman? No doubt about it. He's talented enough too, But I think maybe expecting somewhere more in the 68 points and four to six rebounds and maybe a block or two a game is a little bit more of a reasonable baseline expectation, which I don't care what your reputation is. If you're a freshman big man and you pay, play – 20 to 25 minutes a game and score eight points and grab five rebounds as a semester as a, as a freshman, that's a hell of a freshman year for a big guy, regardless of ranking, just because they develop at such a different rate. So I, I think he can definitely provide that. It's just a matter of you get fans so excited about recruiting and everything and every guy is going to come in and be an immediate difference maker. Well, it doesn't always work out like that. And, you know, there's certainly some flags, some red flags there with Tillman. They're a little bit of a cause for concern when looking at him, especially relative to someone who's ranked so highly.
2: With Tillman, I mean, does he seem like a kid that would that would be accepting of that kind of role? I mean, from what you've interacted with him, or is he a guy that's going to want to come in and be a focal part of an offense or something like that? Well,
1: I don't think he's ever been a focal point of an offense. Right. So I, I don't think that that's, that's really an issue. It's not like... You go watch east st louis play it's not like they're trying to pound the ball inside on every single possession um in the summertime whether it was with the st louis eagles or Mokane elite before that it's not like he's a guy where you're trying to run offense for this guy because he's not like a low post scoring wizard you know he's not julia loca for coming out of high school and has a finely honed post game or anything like that but He's big and he's he's going to be strong after a weight room and he's he's got decent hands and he's got a little bit of touch and he's he's got some things about him so he he can score but he's more opportunistic scorer than guy you run offense for right now.
0: All right, Eric. Last thing I've got for you, um, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you where these kids go because hey, who knows? But out of this weekend when Knox and Harris visit, what's and then with Tillman, what do you think a realistic timetable for Missouri fans to? kind of have an idea how this class shapes up. I know the the signing period opens next Wednesday and then runs for about a month, but but what do you think a time period for Missouri fans to know what this class or at least the next two or three spots are going to be?
1: Sure. I I would think by the end of the month of April at the latest. Um just going off of what I know and and what these kids have told me in certain cases, you know, I think Paris is going to get his visits in and get a decision out of the way. Um, Knox has told me that the plan is get home from the Jordan Brand Classic, which is next weekend. It's a spring break. Sit down with the family and come up with a decision then. So he's looking mid to late April. And Tillman, I think, I think once he gets a release from Illinois, assuming that happens, I think he probably happens pretty quickly once he's got that release. I mean, I just, I just don't feel like there's much mystery there unless – there's something else hiding out there that we're all missing that's being expertly hidden.
2: Last thing for me, Eric, uh, Mark Smith, a guy that's risen up the rankings quite a bit uh, his senior season from Edwardsville, Illinois, I believe. Um, Missouri, Kwanzaa Martin, there was a connection there from his time at Cal, and they thought they might get involved, but they never really did. Now with Tillman getting in the picture and their little bit of connection from being the east side of St. Louis, is, is there a chance Missouri might be able to get back in on him?
1: Um, I mean, there's always a chance right now that one, just for whatever reason, doesn't look to be materializing. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Michigan State has really got quite strong in that one. I think they're probably and, and maybe perhaps accurately pushing a, a Denzel Valentine mm. comparison and, hey, this is how we use this guy, and we can see you playing the same role here. Um, there's some talk that Kentucky may actually be offering him a scholarship here in the next couple of days. So that could make things interesting. And then, you know, Illinois has kind of been the favorite regardless of coach for a while, just because there's some, some Illini leanings inside the family. So could it happen? Yes. But as it looks right now, it looks like that's not one that Missouri's going to get a lot of traction on. All
0: right, Eric, appreciate you taking some time, man. I know you're about to gear up and, uh, and travel all over the country. So, uh, Missouri fans are interested in basketball again. So we might be hitting you up down the road. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one, man. Thanks, Eric. Eric Bossy, Rivals.com, national recruiting analyst. And um, I mean, hey, covered all the bases. This is, none of this, I think, is really news to people who are reading our site every day necessarily, but kind of wrapping it all up in one big package, there's the big picture.
2: Right. I mean, just the idea that Missouri could be having their own version of the Fab Five essentially come. I mean, you could literally start Roberts, Harris, Porter, Knox, Tillman, and just run with that squad. And I don't know. I, it seems like it would be a tournament team. You never know with freshmen right. because they're 18-year-old kids. But that, it's it's crazy. From what the last three years has been to what's gone on the last three weeks has been,
0: I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> know
2: how to, how to explain it.
0: I made this comparison on the radio with Bernie Miklas this morning. Tell me if you agree. The only thing I can think of that is similar in sports that I've seen is the St. Louis Rams' greatest show on turf. Yeah. Like there wasn't a stop in between, it was garbage right. to Super Bowl, and there was it just all of a sudden happened. That's the only time I've seen something like this.
2: I, Missouri fans are probably hoping it doesn't go back to garbage quite so fast. <laughs> right, and stay it, there it, the so University
0: Long. of Missouri is not relocating to L.A. down the road.
2: <laughs> no, but. but I agree with that comparison. It just came out of nowhere, and yeah, they next day you just they were in the Super Bowl, and you're like, how the heck did this happen with this guy that used to bag groceries in Iowa? That, that, right.
0: And now yeah Michael Porter Jr has never worked at High V by the way. But um <laughs> I, I, all right now hey this has all been feel good and everybody's happy but I want to hit on something that that I think needs to be considered. How do these guys on this team take to Michael Porter Jr? Right. And if it happens Kevin Knox and if it happens Jeremiah Tillman and all these freshmen coming in who make no mistake they're going to see it as their team. I mean Michael Michael Porter Jr's pitch to Kevin Knox right now is come in, it's our team, we'll be unstoppable. How does Jordan Barnett and Kevin Perrier and Terrence Phillips take that? And I know fans are going to say, well, they go, great, we're not going to win eight games anymore. This is a lot of fun. In an ideal world, yes. Right. But human nature tells me they won't all necessarily take it that way.
2: Right, yeah. You can see both sides. I mean, I could understand if they felt that way, if that's their personality and they're like, oh, cool, we're going to win some games. I'm still going to play some, not as much as I was. Um, but I can also understand. Hey, I'm not going to play as much. I'm not going to be featured. I still maybe don't want to play in the NBA, but I want to play in overseas. I want to do all this kind of stuff. If I'm not playing at all, I'm not. I mean, it's going to be tough yeah. to do that. You, you, these guys yeah. want to play. These guys are competitors. Kevin Perrier thinks I'm sure. When you get down to it, he thinks he can is just as good as Kevin Knox. Probably. Or, right. I mean, that's those guys that are alpha athletes like that that have been studs on their high school teams in the AAU circuit. They all think. No matter what any evaluator tells them, what any coach that tells them, they think, All right, I can play with this guy, I can hang with this guy and he's I don't know, it, it'll be tough if it'll be interesting to see. That'll be the if depending on how this class fills out, that's that's the next thing you look at is mm-hmm. what happens with these guys. That I don't know, that might be an interesting story to go back and talk to like the guys at Michigan that were there right. when the Fab Five came in and said, how did you guys, like, de- I'm- there might be a story and- out there about that already. How did you guys deal with all that?
0: Well, the comparison to me, and I understand football's not basketball, but the only situations I've covered like this, when Sheldon Richardson came in, mm-hmm. like, you could actively see in interviews at about a weekend to fall camp, Missouri players just wanted to go, I'm tired of talking about this kid. He's never done anything. Right. When Dorio Green-Beckham was coming here, I mean, you could tell people wanted to say, we've got TJ Moe who had a 1,000 yards a couple years ago. We've got guys who have produced in college. This kid's never played a college snap. Hang on just a minute. So I, I can understand if, you know, Terrence Phillips, and I'm not saying Terrence specifically. It's just an example. If he's going to say, or if Kevin Purrier says, I scored 30 in the SEC tournament and won a game in the buzzer. I was an Mm all-SEC freshman guy. Let's let's let these guys come in and see if they're good before we build the statues and turn the team over to them. Now, I don't think Kevin or Terrence or Jordan would ever say that publicly, but I could understand if they thought it privately.
2: I mean, devil's advocate, you mentioned it a little bit. Basketball's different. Guys can come in and play you don't there's not as much to learn there's not as much going on and then i mean they lot they won eight games or nine right. games and so that's i mean the three years key. yeah so you had your chance i mean i like kevin Terrence, all we, those guys but they had their chance and
0: right i think Conzo martin's argument is we've seen what a team with you as the three best players is. Right. And you've got a role on this team, but it's not as the three best players. You right, know? exactly. And, and, hey, if it doesn't work out, if those guys wanted to go, some, whatever, we'll see how that all works out. Look, Jordan Barnett's not going anywhere, and yeah. I'm not saying Kevin Puryear or Terrence Phillips is either. Even
2: That's... if Missouri lands all five of those guys, there's still a role on the team for those three. absolutely, Especially Jordan Barnett and Terrence Phillips. And Puryear, Yeah. So. Uh, I mean,
0: I think – I said this all last year. Those three guys can be contributing players on an NCAA tournament team. They can't be the three best players, but they can be
2: contributing players, I think. Then you get a couple minutes out of Nico and and, uh, Mitchell Smith at the center with Tillman. I mean, that's a pretty solid team, but yeah, a a lot of left to be determined still a lot of a lot of things little balls up in the air and whatnot
0: <laughs> no question a lot to be determined and it will begin to be determined I, I think kevin Knox said he and porter are flying in from portland maybe even overnight on friday night after they play in the nike hoop summit on friday night they will be here saturday and sunday blake harris will be here with them um I think we could hear news out of Blake Harris pretty soon mm-hmm. after this visit. Uh, as Bossy said, Kevin Knox is probably going to be another week with Jeremiah Tillman. And look, I, Missouri fans are going to complain. Um, but, but real quick, I, I do want to throw this out there. Missouri fans who are, who are salty about Illinois and the way Illinois people are acting – Think back to what you thought about Jafar Armstrong. Yeah. And mad, he hadn't even signed the letter. How mad
2: you were at uh, right. Tim Grunhardt. <laughs> right.
0: Hey, or Ezekiel Elliott. Right. You know, I mean, hey, when it works out for your team, it's great. When it's against your team, the kid is a horrible person, right. you know. And so, guess what? There's going to be another situation down the road that works out that way for Missouri, and you're not going to act any nicer than Illinois people are <laughs> acting. That's, that's the simple truth. But, you know, with Tillman – I, I said immediately when he asked for his release, I said, if I'm Illinois, at the very least, I wait till Sunday because I don't let him come here and be on campus right. with Kevin Knox and Michael Porter.
2: I mean, I understand, but in the end, I don't think it's going to make much oh, of the difference. Oh, they'll let him but out in the end. Well, yeah. no, I mean, just – I think – I mean, Missouri seems like they're in pretty good shape with him, whether he comes in this week. I mean, if he's really that interested, Michael Porter's going to be around another weekend right, or weekday or whenever they decide they can do it with Tillman. So – I don't know if being there with Kevin Knox is going to make that much of a difference. Porter Jr. is the one that Tillman's got a connection with. They played together on Mocan for at least one season of AAU, maybe two seasons of AAU. So you get them together on the visit, and I don't know. I would think Missouri is going to be tough to beat.
0: And, uh, oh, by the way, spring football is going on. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Nate Strong's back. Nate Strong's back. T.J. Warren's back. We never had any idea he was gone. (laughs) um you know so yeah we will listen spring game next week we will next thursday we will spend some time on the podcast talking spring football and previewing the spring game certainly um but listen right now it's all basketball that's what people are excited about haven't been excited about it in a long time so that's what we're going to talk about so thanks for listening thanks much to eric bossy who is for my money the best in the business and and kind of wrapped it all up there for you guys we'll be back next thursday talking spring football